Now that's a little bit more like it. Tom Petty, last DJ. Hey, look at that. One whole message at 301-8080. One entire full-length message. Wow. Brian at Stone on Air is currently unavailable. Please leave a message. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of people. All they want to do is what they want to do. I'm upset about it, and I need to be upset about it as well. I'm being selfish today, so please be selfish tomorrow. Can we can we not wait until Wednesday? Can we do this on Tuesdays and Thursdays at least? Come on, guys. Goodbye. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. I'm like, Brian! Yeah, Brian! What's your deal, man? Well, you know what us ultra-liberals say. When it comes to drugs, lies are okay. Your midweek download destination. Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanooga. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years... Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Welcome in, everybody, to this allegedly for-profit venture that is known as the Stone on Air podcast. My name is Brian Stone, at Stone on Air on all social media. That's how you get a hold of me, stoneonair at gmail.com. Don't pay attention to the website right now. It sucks. I got a new one coming. I, I promise, eventually. I promise. I promise. You, too, can call the Stone on Air Newsmaker line, 301-8080, 301-8080, Like, I believe that was Clint. I think that was Crazy Clint that left that message. I'm not real sure. Appreciate you, buddy. Coming up on the show today, a couple of things. Uh, coming up at Stone's Throw, I'm going to talk about the Titans-Colts Monday Night Football game in Nashville. And there's one thing that happens every single time at a sporting event and a music event and big events in general. And I'm wondering how long we can continue these trends. And it has nothing to do with standing or kneeling or jumping jacks or standing on your head or doing cartwheels or what or anything like that. Or a flag or a song or a book or a man or a president or anybody. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Get to that in Stone's Throw. Coming up the final segment of the show. Um, I was... Kind of uh, fascinated, maybe, with the, this whole Me Too, hashtag Me Too movement. If uh, you haven't uh, seen, you don't hang out on social media much then. <laughs> so you likely know about it, and I'll talk more about it in the final segment. And really, in a way, how this is a generational problem, and I'm as guilty as anybody of being ignorant and not understanding of this situation. Um, until really not even that long ago, which is kind of shameful to say. I'll get to that in the final segment of the show. Here in the first segment, I'm going to lay out some cool new stuff going on with me, and uh, we'll do that here shortly. But first, got the first two winners for, or about to get the first two winners, I should say, for a pair of tickets to the Something Wicked on Station Street Halloween uh, party going to be taking place on October 28th. Very happy to be the official, quote-unquote, the official podcast of the event. I'll be live on location recording a show that day, and I have a 
a handful of pairs of tickets to give away. And right now, really, the basic ways to get registered, I have two, at least two more winners on uh, the 25th leading up to and maybe even one more pair before we get to the 28th. It just depends. I've pretty much been given free reign as to how I want to do it. Here's what you do. You share any of the official Facebook posts from the Stone On Air show. Share any any post you see and you're qualified. Retweet anything you see at Stone On Air. You're qualified. Call the Newsmaker line at 301-8080 and leave a ridiculous comment or anything. Just leave your name and a contact information and uh, then you're qualified. And uh, how else? I guess that's basically the main way. So what I've decided to do is I've got this this prize wheel. It's really kind of flashy. It's this big wheel I put together here. And I put everybody's name on it who shared any of the past posts on social media in the last week. And so that's like thousands of names. So there's like thousands of names all over this. And so if you retweeted or posted more than once or shared more than once, your name's on the prize wheel more than once. So we're going to pick two winners right now. So I'll spin the prize wheel here on the Stone On Air official prize wheel. All right, there it goes. I see a Josh. There's Clint. Speaking of Clint, there he is. And Joe... Slowing down, Mary Jo Pearson. Mary Jo Pearson is the winner of the first pair of tickets to the Something Wicked on Station Street. So let's get the prize wheel rated again and get a second winner and the Stone on Air official prize wheel. There's Clint's name again. His name's on there like 50 times. Joe again. Josh. Billy, and where's it going to stop? Julian. Julian, uh, I know Julian. I think it's uh, Cubas is his last name, Q-U-E-B-A-S. His name was on there a few times as well. His Actually, his hip-hop act was in the uh, Road to Nightfall, if I'm not mistaken, this past year at the Grand Falloon. So Julian and Mary Jo, you guys and gals are officially the first two winners of tickets to the Halloween party down on Station Street. I will contact you through social media. Okay, now that I got that out of the way. So some really cool news has come uh, uh, my way. A lot of really cool news, as a matter of fact. I was in just kind of this kind of no man's land, gray area of really not sure where things were going to be, you know, come six weeks to six months to, you know, a year and a half from now, starting back in, I guess it was August. It was either the very end of July or the very beginning of August. I can't really remember where that where that day flipped exactly, but it's been a, a good handful of six, seven weeks. We're between um, my main job and then all the other stuff I do here with the podcasting and, and the different stuff like that. I wasn't really sure what was, what was going to happen. Well, it turns out I've, I've got a new job with the, the takeover from the company. I've talked a little bit about that. That's working out pretty well for me, and I'm happy about that. I don't know that I'm going to do it for the rest of my life, but at least for now, I know that I've got health insurance and income, so that's good, right? Well, I had been talking to the guys and girls and gals and women and men over at Bay Hackle Communications off and on, really, for a decade and a half. I mean, I've known uh, a lot of those guys, Brad in particular, for many, many years, uh, one of my best friends, and, and a handful of others that are, that, are, that are solid friends. And then Danny Howard, who kind of runs the joint, I've, I've, I don't know well, but I've, I've had many interactions with over the years. And uh, Chuck Wilkins, who is uh, used to work with me over at uh, Scumulus, excuse me, Scum- Cumulus, God, sorry, tongue-tied. And uh, 
they're all cool, and we've been talking about doing some work, but it never really seemed to make sense. Well, now it it seems like it does make sense. And starting Monday, what day would that be? That's uh, whatever the Monday is after the 18th or the 22nd or something like that. I'll be doing afternoons on Alt 98.7. It is a signal that penetrates the majority of Chattanooga and just on the outsides of the, of the, of the burbs and on the fringe of the burbs. It's not a huge signal. Got the, the app you can download on the online at alt98.com. And I'm really, really excited about this. And also with the discussions of specialty programming that we'll be putting together potentially later in the future. At least that discussion will be open. Uh, right now, I'm the new guy. You know, right now, I'm, I'm just trying to, to prove my value, prove my worth, show them that he didn't, they didn't make a mistake. And then later on down the road, we'll start talking about some more uh, creative outlets and, uh, and specialty programming. But, uh, you know, one, one step at, at a time here. So I'll come back to what that station is and what it's all about to in just a minute. But for a long time, I was really, really pissed off about the way things went down over at the other stations. And I still am. And I always will be because it is as unfair as I've ever been treated in my life. And as difficult as I can be in certain situations in life, and I, I know where my limitations are, and I know where my downfalls are, and I know where my annoyances are at their highest. But in a workplace environment, I am very, generally very easy to get along with. I try my best to work well with others, and I think I do a very good job of it. And so to be let go the way I was in the neighborhood of, I guess it's about 14, 15 months ago, it was very hurtful. It, it, it was upsetting. It was devastating. But I don't think about it anymore. You know, in the last handful of months, however long it is, I don't really think about it anymore. You know, just bitter guy over there gets all pissed off at me and leaves crappy reviews about how that's all I ever talk about, which clearly, if you listen to the show, that's not true. I don't always talk about it. I take jabs whenever I get a chance because you're the best talk radio host in the city of Chattanooga you're listening to right now on a podcast. Yeah, I said it. Allow me to boast. I say this every now and again. I'm not good at much. I'm not good at much of anything. But talking on the radio and putting together production and direction and execution of the spoken word format, I'm pretty damn good at it. And that station decided to, to walk away from, from one of the best in the city, and that's fine. But my, one of my first loves growing up was rock radio, music radio. And that's what I got into initially, and it was to work my way into different things. Now, what I'm more passionate about these days is the f- spoken word format, but I still, I'm still a music guy. You know, I, I'm not as I'm not as up to everything as I used to be. I'm going on 40 years old. It's difficult to keep up with everything. Music has changed. Popular music has changed. Popular rock and roll music has changed. And this radio station, Alt 98.7, is for from my personal preferences. It's an incredible station. Do I love everything they do? Do I love every song ever played? Of course not. Of course not. Am I going to love every decision ever made by any company or any radio station? No. No, of course not. Nobody, nobody can like every single thing. You can't please everybody any of the time. But for the most part, a majority of everything that comes from this station, I'm very much into. And if I didn't already know what it was, it turns me on to new things. And that's the whole point of it. And so if you're not familiar, the format is, I won't bore you with jargon from the industry, but basically it's. 90s and early 2000s rock, alt rock, and kind of that subgenre of alt rock that back in the day, we, some of us, you know, us grungers thought was kind of lame, but uh, in retrospect realized wasn't really lame at all. There's, a, there's that, a, a decent dose of that, 
there is a sprinkled dose of what they call vinyl classics, classic rock, basically, except it's a more a more diverse brand of classic rock, not like that crap they play over and over again, just the same old crappy songs over and over again, and it's just sprinkled in. It's just a nice little little sprinkled dose of classic rock throughout uh, throughout the day, and then a very a solid, consistent dose of new, what I would kind of call just pop rock, new, new rock and roll alternative music has gone more pop, more dance, more, uh, what am I trying to say, groove kind of thing. It's it's not just strictly guitars and melodies and verses and choruses like, like really a lot of 60s guitar-driven rock was and 90s guitar-driven rock. It's uh, it's got more of a dance flavor to it, and so there's a lot of stuff on there that I'm I'm beginning to, to learn stuff that I didn't know already. It's hard to 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 figure out where our, some of the new music is coming from when you're people of certain ages. You know, the the music industry has completely changed. That's what's so interesting about the whole situation. Getting new music is is never been easier, but because of the simplicity and the what we're a lot of us used to growing up. You know, our, us aging Gen Xers and aging grungers, it's made it just as difficult. I know that sounds stupid, but I think if if you're coming from my framework of mind, I think you, you might get that as nonsensical as it might have sounded. The availability is there, but being able to know what it is, where it is, and why it's there is more difficult because you got to pay attention to more things and you got to download more things and you run out of time in the day. So I like this station because it keeps you connected to what you, you, you used to like growing up. And I mean, I, basically, you know, guys and gals from the ages of, of right now of 30 and 45. I mean, this stuff's in your wheelhouse. Then the stuff that you remember hearing as you were young from the classic rock world, the Bob Dylans and Grateful Deads and Talking Heads and stuff like that. And then sprinkling it with a bunch of new stuff, you know, and a good heavy dose, I should say, of, of, of uh, newer stuff that's out there that's on the festival circuits now. It's a great mix. I really like it. And uh, I'll be doing afternoons, 3 to 8, starting Monday uh, the 20... Here, let's find out. Come on, calendar. Let's go. Starting Monday the 23rd. Monday the 23rd. And uh, it's not going to be some super glamorous position. It's just going to be doing some light little this and that in between songs. And it's going to be easy and it's going to be fun. And uh, I look forward to um, to doing it every day. The podcast will stay the same every week. Uh, the website creation is going to continue. The, uh, the new media that I'm still overly excited about is all still there. And I'm going to take advantage of, of all the different avenues that I have to, uh, to have fun and, and, you know, make a little extra money. So... Alt 987, alt98.com, and download the app, and uh, I'll be all over social media with it. So, at the end of the day, I am a radio guy. Like, I mean, I, I'm a lot of parts of the industry are really frustrating to me, and there's a lot of things that are just difficult to deal with through the changes of technology. But at the end of the day, radio is my passion. I absolutely love it. It is, I grew up uh, in love with it, and then I got into it, and then I, I, for the longest time, I made goals, and I achieved them. I made goals, and I achieved them, and I got better and better at it, and I really, really do enjoy it. This podcast, this is all right. You know, this is okay. I, I, don't, I don't love it. I like it. It's fine. When I'm done with it, I feel good about the product. I don't ever hit go on anything that I don't at least feel like was had a good, good intentions anyway. But in the end of the day, radio is is where I really have a lot of fun. And putting these two together, I think will be uh, even more fun. So Alt 987.
Appreciate you guys Let me go on that for a few minutes. Uh, a couple quick things here before I get to Stone's throw. Man, did you guys get stuck in the detour on 27? The detour via Lookout Valley to get to 24 East? Oh, man, was that a mess. And I know they talked about it, and I knew about it in advance, but I forgot. And, yeah, so if you're on 27 going to 24, they're shooting you off to Nashville. You go around the bend all the way. Is it Browns Ferry first and then Lookout Valley? I can't remember. All the way around. You turn around. You come back. It was a mess and borderline dangerous. And about a week and a half ago, there was also coming back one evening that same way, 27 to 24, leaving downtown. They had the merge come down to a yield. So it wasn't closed, but it was a, this isn't an actual merge. This is a yield. So you might have to stop on an interstate. It, it, it's, a, it, it's changing so much. Keep a heads up and try to be as aware as you can because they've all, all those yield entrance ramps downtown are dangerous, man. Be careful with all that stuff. I hope they can get this phase done quick because this, this is not good for Chattanooga drivers, especially as crappy as most people are out on the roads. And what else? And did you see 60 Minutes this week? You probably didn't. Go go find it online because I rarely watch 60 Minutes. I just happen to have the football game on while I snoozed in and out of a day nap and all day on a Sunday. That, this whistleblowing report on things most of us already knew and I've been yelling at for, for to people who will listen forever, big pharma and out-of-control opioids and out-of-control doctors and out-of-control prescribing and out-of-control addiction all over this country that's an epidemic while we continue to waste time on stupid shit like busting Melissa Etheridge at the border for having some pot the other day. I mean, this is unbelievable, and your government is doing it to you. Your government and Big Pharma and your lobbyists, they're killing people with drug addiction while telling you that they're against drugs. It's awful, and I'm going to put together a more extended podcast on that later in the future. I just didn't have time this go-around. I was at Monday Night Football in Nashville, Titans, Colts, and there's something that's happening. It's been happening since the beginning of major sporting and festival events and music events, and can this trend continue? Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. What? What? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me, I'm stupid, I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? So another fun night in Nashville. It's an incredible city. And Nissan Stadium is a serviceable um, NFL stadium. It doesn't do anything special. doesn't have any crazy you know, features and things like that Atlanta has now and Dallas has and uh, L.A. is about to have. It doesn't have anything like that. It's just a very serviceable stadium, and for what it, it, it provides, it does it just fine. And uh, I'm a season ticket holder and go to a handful of games a year, and uh, I was thinking about it more recently because I was having a little bit of money. Not money concerns specifically, but based on what I was mentioning before, Concerns for money in the future, luckily, uh, at least for now, I've been able to uh, to fix that problem. But this is still a concern whether you have money problems or not. So I'm heading to the game with my brother, and I got up there around 5.30 or so in the evenings. I left after work. I cut out of work a little early. And so I didn't really – normally we do tailgates, and it's an all-day affair, and 
You know, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it. Sometimes I get pretty drunk at these things, and uh, you know, sometimes I handle it pretty well. Sometimes I handle it not so well. But uh, in this case, we just went to dinner and had a drink or two. No big deal. And so we're walking up, and I was like, I really hate the idea of the first beer of the day walking into this place being 10 damn dollars. Because normally we've been sitting out in the parking lot for a couple hours. Because that's how much a 16-ounce beer costs at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. I'm sure it's pretty comparable to prices around the league. And it's not just the beer. It's the food, and it's the it's the soft drinks. It's... It's every single thing in there. It's like it's kind of like, you know, you go to an airport, the old Seinfeld joke. Does anybody know how much this stuff costs everywhere else? You know, it's like it's like how can you do how can you charge these markups and how can you be guaranteed that people are going to continue to come in and spend this kind of outrageous pricing? And I pulled uh, some numbers just to kind of show where the profit margin is for these stadiums. And the owners of these facilities are putting all these costs of running these places all on the customers. The customers pay to, to build the stadiums half the time and then pay, or at least a majority of the bill or, or, or a large percentage. And then they, because of declining attendance or booming attendance, they try to make up as much as they can with, with these gouging of prices. And it, it, when, when does it have to stop? When does it have to go the other direction? Arthur Blank in Atlanta several years ago, over 10 years ago, lowered all prices, ticket prices and concession prices because the Falcons were having trouble getting people in the door. Well, then the Falcons got good. Then they raised the prices, and now they have this new palace, and I'm sure it's $30 to park and and $10 for beers. And I know they've got a couple little gimmicky deals where you can get a a cheap dog. That That doesn't count. And I just started thinking, how long can I continue to do this? How long can I continue to go to amphitheaters and uh, and music venues? I mean, the bigger like stadium venues for concerts, for ball games, for football, baseball, whatever it is, and continue to drop a ten dollar bill on a on a sixteen ounce beer. I remember it was two thousand eight when I first saw a ten dollar beer at a concert. It was a twenty four ounce. God, I wish it was. I could get a twenty four ounce beer for ten dollars now. Now it's sixteen ounce for ten bucks. It's two thousand eight. I mean, before that, I you know they were in the neighborhood of like I don't know eight fifty or something, and then there were ten. And really, all you're really doing too is screwing the people selling the stuff because when you sell a ten dollar beer, so a twenty gets you two. You don't have anything left over to give to tips. It's it's just it's really awful of these owners and these leagues and these organizations and these entities to be charging this kind of money. The economy of food at sporting events, drinks have some of the highest profit margins, in excess of ninety percent profit margins because Coke is five or six bucks. I mean, it's not just the beers. Oh, you can say, oh, don't drink beer. Well, I can't drink anything. Concession product profit margins. Nachos, around 64% profit margins. Hot dogs, 81%. Pizza, 75% profit margins. Popcorn, 87% profit margins. Snow cones, which is just a drop of some flavoring and ice, a 97% profit margin. The average cost to attend for a family of four, an NFL game, is $443.93. $444 for one afternoon at the ballpark. That includes four tickets at the neighborhood of $78. My tickets are $81 a piece. Beers at $7.5 times two. Well, that's that's 10. Soft drink at $5. It's probably more like five or six times four. 
Hot dog at four and a half. That's probably more like five or six times four. The average is $444. MLB, a family of four, $207. You can still actually go to a Major League Baseball game for pretty cheap. You can get in the door for 10 bucks. You know, 20 bucks at the most if you just want to get in the door. Baseball's a little bit better. NBA, same kind of numbers. $301 for a family of four to go to an NBA game for the afternoon. And NHL is awfully expensive, too. Fan uh, cost for the NHL, $354 for a family of four. When does it get... When does it get to, I don't have any more money for that. I can't give you another dollar. When does, well, we'll just raise the price by a dollar. We'll just raise it by a dollar. I mean, that, that's no big deal. It's only one dollar. When, when, when does it just happen? I don't, have, I don't have another dollar. I don't have any more dollars. You've already taken all my dollars. You know, people acting like people don't go to ball games anymore because of, you know, just make things up to just, you know, further push a political agenda. Well, they're mad about the players, you know, how they act when a song's played. No, a lot of people are sick of watching crappy football and paying $10 for a beer. That's what a lot of people are sick of. Major League Baseball has been having attendance issues for decades. NBA, only a couple teams are any good. Everybody else doesn't draw anything. NHL is a niche sport. They do well in some markets. But when does the average person, the, the sports-loving, music-loving, festival-going-loving person like me and very much likely probably like you and people you know, when do they just say, enough's enough? I can't do this anymore. I cannot give you $10 for a beer. I won't do it. And therefore, I won't go because I'll drink my $1.10 beer here in the parking lot or across the, the way at Moe's Tavern or wherever. When does it stop? When do the numbers get too high? A 24-ounce beer at the Ascend Amphitheater in Nashville, great place. $11.50. I don't have $11.50. You've $11.50 me out. Ah, it's, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating, when, especially when that's what you love to do, and that's what I love to do, but I, they, people keep coming and paying it. I mean, here's, here, I've got the wholesale number right here, a case of Miller Lite. All right, we're in the beer business. A case of Miller Lite, six-pack, 16-ounce cans. Is $26.19. That's at wholesale. That's how much the Tennessee Titans buy a case of 24-ounce Miller Lite. I mean, excuse me, a case of 16-ounce Miller Lite. $26.19. $26.19. And they turn around and sell that at the games for $240. That's a profit margin of $213.81 that the Tennessee Titans make off 24 sales of 10 bucks a piece $213.81 I think the team would be a little bit better by now with having that kind of profit margin this is a band called uh, I hadn't heard of them until just uh, today when somebody posted it on uh, social media, Facebook I believe Walk Off the Earth it's a Canadian independent alternative rock uh, band they do lots of Originals, but really are kind of more well known and gotten a pretty big following on their YouTube channel of doing kind of uncommon instrument combinations to do cover songs. And this is you don't know how it feels. I I urge you to seek out the video because it makes uh, this already pretty cool sounding version even cooler to watch it happen. This is the Stone on Air podcast. It is the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. Coming up in the final segment of the show, how I messed up over the years, and many people from my generation, the current generation, and older generations have all messed up in relation to the hashtag MeToo movement. That's coming up next. Hang tight. My name is Brian Stone, and I will be right back.
get to the point. Let's roll another joint. Let's sail down the road somewhere. I gotta go. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> do anything. Do you have any advice for a young girl moving to Hollywood? Um, I'll get lively. Like Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party in the four seasons. They're always like, I'm just free-spirited. Oh. It's so nice to see you. And he wraps his arm around me and comes over and tweaks my left boob. I'm just like, what are you doing? All right, in order there, it was our current president. Audio we all heard before he was elected. In the middle, you couldn't really hear. It's Courtney Love talking about Harvey Weinstein. And then, uh, what's her name? Hillary Burton? I don't even know who she is. Talking about Ben Affleck. And this is Jason Isbell. Live at the Ryman just about a week and a half ago. Incredible six-night run, six-night residency, I should call it. All sold out. Oh, yeah. All right. Take it easy, baby. Make it last all night. She was an American girl. Still uh, thinking about Tom Petty a lot. One of my faves. You know, a lot of times. You're trying to get something across to somebody. You're trying to you're trying to make a point. You're trying to debate. You're trying to have a conversation. You're trying to have a dialogue, and you're and you're and you're you're going around the world to try to get ten feet further here, and and it's just like, man, you're missing the point. You're missing the point, bro. You're missing the point, dude. You're missing the point, chick. Um, and I think sometimes more than people are missing the point, I think sometimes they're choosing to ignore the point um they're not missing the point they don't care what the point is and what do i mean by that well what i'm i guess i mean is is in this hashtag me too kind of movement that's taken place over the last handful of days uh there's there's a lot of situations here where i think just over the last couple of generations and certainly the last handful of decades i just think we've really just conditioned men to not not think it's any big deal to be inappropriate to women and i i know that i don't think that i know that and it's generational i talk about generational racism and generational sexism and uh generational oppression it's something that's that's passed down that you learn through generations it's not something you you're not you don't you're not born sexist you're not born a racist 
You know, it's not something that just you're just born with and it's just innate and, you know, in, in your brain. It's, it's learned behavior. And I think over the course of, you know, however many, however long in the modernized America, I don't really like to do much comparison, anything, you know, prior to World War II. I kind of use com- comparison conversation to, to modern America, which I consider in the neighborhood of, you know, 1945, 1955 to now. I mean, you just, why do you think Mad Men was so incredibly good show? Because it was so accurate to the time period of the late mid 50s to the mid 60s and the way men treated, treated women. And over the course of the next 20 years after that, there was, you know, the sexual revolution and the, and the, and the civil rights revolution and all these things that finally got to like, like guys, white guys, old, rich, white people, young, rich, white people. You can't act like this. You can't do these things. And so Don Draper is still a sexist. He just stops being a, a, such a blatant sexist as, as time goes on. That's what made that such a great show because it, it, it just recreated that era so authentically and so over the course of the next 40 years after that we still have this generational disrespect at times for women and i don't understand why that is i think it's changing a lot right now but it takes generations to make major change you can't just say hey can't be a racist anymore okay well i won't be racist since it's now not okay no it doesn't work that way and so Alyssa Milano over the weekend, I, what was she? she was some 80s show. I can't remember what she was in, but uh, she tweets out, if all women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted wrote Me Too as a status, we might give people a sense of the magnitude of the problem. And this comes out after the Harvey Weinstein, Steinstein thing. I don't know who that guy is. I don't watch movies. I think the big screen in a, in a movie theater is the idiot box. I don't do that. I've only heard of the guy, whatever. He, he's obviously a, a pretty disgusting dude. And then some stuff comes out with Ben Affleck and some other people and, and just this kind of rampant misbehavior. And I don't think it's just Hollywood. I think it, you know this, from, this goes back to Bill Cosby and all this other stuff. And I just don't think we teach young men how to behave. And now in the world of incredible access to information and and any kind of entertainment you want to or whatever you want to call it through our smartphones from crude comedy to pornography to uh just the regular cinema the big the big screen the television there are so many things that that shows disrespect for women that i i think it's becoming more and more normalized and here's here's the example i'll give you as to why i i really think this is a problem and i i was part of that problem I got two examples. I'm just kind of talking here, telling a story. I got two examples of where I was awful growing up. One is in the neighborhood of almost 20 years ago now. There was this time frame. We were starting to go to concerts at amphitheaters and doing things like that a lot. 19, 18, 19, 20 years old. And I had a friend and I, I, I'm not trying to sound inauthentic. I can't remember if I contributed to this or not, but I sure as hell thought it was funny. I can't remember if I did it or not. I'm just going to say that, but I know he did. As we're leaving shows more than a couple times, he would grab girls' butts on the way out What in this, you know, in this herded, like, uh, kind of crowd where everybody's bunched together and you're moving kind of quick and nobody really knows where anybody's hands are or are not going. He did that a lot, and I just thought it was funny as hell. I, I don't remember if I did it too. I might have, but it, I sure as hell thought it was funny. I laughed my ass off at it. Why? Because we didn't have any, any respect for really anybody at that point. We were young, we were stupid, we were kids, but there wasn't 
a uh, there was a generational gap of teaching kids that you know respecting women is a very important thing. Respecting people, period, is a very important thing. And I I thought back I thought back on that before and just thought what how awful is that? And I thought about it a lot this week. Like I'm I was part of the problem. I was part of the problem. I'll give you my second example. And and this was this was even more hard for me to admit out loud because this wasn't that long ago. This was like 2013, I believe. And the only reason I remember for sure the year is because I remember the girl I was seeing and we went to a Chattanooga whiskey uh, party, one of their failed attempts to open up a place. They've got it under control now, but back then it was just, let's have a party and we're going to, for no particular reason. And everybody's drinking a ton of whiskey, obviously. And we're, I was arguing with her. It wasn't the greatest of nights. I don't remember the situation exactly, but I walked by and this guy smacks her on the butt. Just, I mean, in the broad, right in the front of everybody. And she's, of course, appalled. And I'm just like, oh, no, she's going to make a big deal about this. Oh, geez. You know, I'm not like your normal guy. Like, you know, I'm going to fight you now. I'm mad. Let me prove a point. I'm going to fight you. Like, that's just barbaric. I don't do that kind of stuff. Um, So I wasn't mad. I wasn't happy about it. But I was just like, will you just please not make a big deal about this? And let's just get out of here. How, you know, how selfish an asshole move on my part is that? I wasn't the one being blatantly violated in the middle of a, in a public setting, you know, and I think the way I might've looked at it and a lot of people in just a general, oh, who really cares? That's no big deal. Real easy for you to tell somebody what is or isn't a big deal, dude, or guy or person or gal. That's not okay. Those, that kind of behavior is not all right. Now, what I should have done is I should have found a, a, a security officer or a police officer and said, here's what happened. Now, would they, in that setting, take that that seriously and do anything about it? My guess is probably not. But those are two examples. One, when I was really young and really stupid. And one, when, when I was not really all that young and obviously still pretty stupid. But I think that's because it was somehow generationally accepted to treat women however it is you really feel like it. And if they say anything or if they make a big deal about it, they're just kind of being a you-know-what. Then that's a, that's wrong, and that's wrong. And what could be considered to some people petty kind of things happen all the time to people? Yeah, sure, I guess, probably. But it should never be funny to, do, to, 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 to grope women. It should never be funny or, or acceptable or just laughed off to try to intimidate women, sexually intimidate them, sexually harass them, and the same goes for guys in, 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 in settings that I can't quite fathom. I'm a, I'm a Caucasian, uh, high metabolism, relatively someone might think kind of sort of good looking, uh, got every advantage that a uh, middle class American white guy could have. Brown hair, blue eyes, man. I got it all going for me. I won the genetics lottery. What the hell do I know? What do I know what it is like to be violated? What do I know what it's like to be demeaned or treat or belittled or treated poorly because of some someone's intimidation level on me? I don't know any of those things. I don't know how that works. It's my types that do that kind of thing. And a couple of different times in my life I found that, you know, in retrospect, I was part of the problem. And so when I start off saying that when people are ignoring the point, if people miss the point, if people don't understand what the situation is, that's just ignorance. That's that's there's nothing wrong with that. You can fix that. You can cure that. You know, you can't blame the dog for being a dog thing. You can't blame the, the, the guy who doesn't know any better for not knowing any better. But if people choose to ignore the point and just want to be assholes about it, well, that's a completely different situation. I think we got a lot of that, too. But, man, I don't know. I, I, I feel 
that living by the respect everybody and especially, you know, treat children well, treat the elderly well, and treat women well, and treat males well, and treat contemporaries well. Just treat everybody well. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care if you if you if you believe in God or you believe in the worship in the sun or Buddha or or a jihad a Allah or what. I don't give a damn about any of that. That doesn't have anything to do with whether you you're a good person or not. Treat people well. Just respect people. I can take a Bible verse, do unto others as you'd have done to you. It's a very simple one. It's a very effective one. Treat people well. Take it seriously and treat and teach young people how to act. Well, I don't know. We just had half America elect the guy that we have as a president, so maybe we're lo- maybe we're lost. I don't know. I gotta go, guys. I appreciate it. Ninety-eight seven alt ninety-eight seven alt ninety-eight dot com, and uh, check uh, check out the station. It's fun. I think you'll like it. And if you're anywhere near my age, I don't think there's any chance that you won't like the station I'll be doing afternoons starting Monday the 23rd. Wendy, I've worked with her off and on over the years. She does the uh, lunchtime, and uh, we're just going to have a blast with it, man. If it works, it works, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. No big deal, you know? No, it's 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 a it's a harmless, uh, nobody lose, I don't want to call it gamble. It's just a, it's, it's an experiment that I think is going to work well. So I appreciate you guys following along at Stone On Air on all social media. So other than the friend that is a girl doesn't come around much anymore. That's a little disappointing. But other than that, things are uh, really good. And I hope things are good for you as we all put the wraps on 2017. It'll be 2018 before you know it. So on my way out here, I was looking for one more um, Tom Petty cover. Man, there's been so many. And this is Miley Cyrus and Billy Ray Cyrus on The Tonight Show. It's Wildflowers. And I wasn't going to do it or use it on the show anyway until I got to this final part. So like Arlo Guthrie, I'm just waiting for it to come back around on the on that final chorus and uh, let you hear it. Miley Cyrus, man, she can freaking sing, dude. White lies matter. Black lies matter. All lies matter. Don't be a fraud, and we'll do it again next week, and we'll see you on the radio on Alt 98.7. See you later, bye! Thank you, Dad.